following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is Mick Shots. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. Here it is. It's 2021. The good news is we made it through 2020. It's now 2021, and it officially became 2021 for the Dallas Cowboys about 3 o'clock Dallas time on a little after 3 o'clock Dallas time on Sunday afternoon. And here we are for another edition of Mick Shots to break it all down. Bill Jones, Everson Walls, Mickey Spagnola inside the SWBC Mortgage Studios there at Ford Center at the Star in Frisco, which is a very busy place, as it always is on the day after the season. Uh, maybe not as not the same uh, layout as in past years, of course, because of the environment that we are all in. Uh, but uh, here we are. It's a it's a new year, and um, I guess we'll start with you, Mickey. It's uh, uh, it was a disappointing 2020 in more ways than one, but uh, it do- doesn't take long. The team flips the page to the new year. Thank God for a new year, right? Uh, couldn't get here fast enough, although. <laughs> Three days in the new year bled back into 2020, I think, for the, for the Cowboys on uh, how that final game uh, turned out. Uh, I thought the game was a reflection. Uh, just that game was a reflection of everything that took place for the Cowboys in 2020, uh, from slow starts uh, to a defense not playing well enough to an offensive line not playing well enough, to the Cowboys' inability to score touchdowns in the red zone. Uh, We can go on and on, but I thought Mike McCarthy hit the nail right on the head after the game when he said the game was a microcosm of the entire season. And I think it was was very uh, obvious. You know, I've always looked at, guys, that when you get into the playoffs and – I know this wasn't technically a playoff game, but it was sort of a playoff game. And when you get beat, a lot of times your warts get exposed in games like that, in winner-else games. And I thought no matter the three-game winning streak, the Cowboys' warts got exposed by the Giants not giving themselves to hang in there to see what the inevitable end was going to be with Washington playing Philadelphia which was maybe one of the worst games I think I've ever watched. (laughs) And I thought the only justice for this year would have been Philadelphia winning and the three teams tying for first place at 6-10. and That would have been justice for this season. I thought it was just me. It was... So I was so disinterested in how they played, of course, interested in, in, in the outcome itself. But the performance on the field, as well as the f- performance on the sideline, somebody tell me what the hell Coach Peterson was thinking. <laughs> I mean, when he makes the move to take Hurts out of the game, not, not only did he look foolish in the game, he looked even more foolish trying to explain it 
at the press conference after the game. It just didn't look good. It wasn't a good look at all. His explanation sounded made up. And he sounded like he, he sounded like the kid that got his hand caught in the cookie jar. He just started railing and, and, and just fla- basically flailing with explanations that had nothing to do with why you didn't try and finish that game and win that game. I don't know if he had a bet. <laughs> I, I mean, now, I don't I know you, if he had an arrangement. I don't know what the hell was going on. But it's almost as if he got a call from the president and said, look, you're losing this game today. Uh, don't even try it. You're too close. Well, so and I don't know you, you got the, a Black Sox scandal going on here. Uh, what the hell? But that was the most unusual game I had ever seen. And, um, and I had the exact same feeling. I felt like I needed to go take a shower after watching that. <laughs> and... And but it was it was evident on the last play of the game. If if anyone had any any wonderment over what he was doing, it was evident on the very last play of the game when Nate Sudfeld, instead of throwing deep, throws a little pass about five yards in front of the line of scrimmage, and and the receiver made no effort to even lateral the ball. They had every intention. They showed up and played in the first half, but at a certain point, they had every intention to uh, get the highest draft, the best draft pick they could possibly have. And the, the other part of it is, and I, I can see this a little bit. I mean, if if uh, Jalen Hurts is going to be your quarterback going forward in 2021 against Chase Young in that uh, Washington defense, the worst thing that could possibly happen for the Philadelphia Eagles on that day was Jalen Hurts getting hurt in that game. And so I, I'm thinking that's why he pulled Hurts from the game. But in in uh, and also uh, he had no intention of winning that game because. Um, you know, they get a, high, a better draft pick. It's almost as if a memo was passed around to certain people. You know, everyone didn't know about it. You know, we'll just tell the quarterback, we'll just tell the young quarterback, and we'll tell the receivers, okay, guys, the fix is in. You know, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was like you said, it was, it was slimy. It was a little slimy, Bill. It was a little slimy. So, so what if the Cowboys had won over the Giants, and we're all sitting there? Uh, watching, thinking, okay, Philadelphia is going to legitimately give this a shot, and the, you know, Hurts probably wouldn't even played in the game at all if the Cow- if, if the Cowboys were going to make the playoffs if the if the Eagles won that game. Uh, but uh, if he would have done it, if he would have done it, if the Cowboys would have won that game, and he would have done this in the same manner that he did it. Mm-hmm. We will be looking at an internal investigation right now in the NFL. <laughs> we, the we, DOD, we, <laughs> the DOJ, I'm sorry, the DOJ would be down here just so quick, you know. And Jerry Jones would be the one on the other end of the phone call. So, man. We would have sent this to the Supreme Court. Because <laughs> at some and point. And they might have listened to that one. Some, at, at some point, yeah. And at some point, there's going to be a sweetheart cha- uh, trade between Washington and Philadelphia. You watch. Yeah. One of those, one right. of those backdoor deals, right? Isn't that what they call the backroom deal? That's one of those backroom deals that they used to do. You know do how, was it last year or the year before when, when, uh, when Andy Dalton led uh, Cincinnati to that win and Buffalo uh, fans all 
contributed to his. Uh, they donated his, to our charity, his charity yeah. right? I don't. I don't know what Philadelphia's charity is, but I bet the the. <laughs> <laughs> the Washington fans are donating to it today. Yep, yep. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway. And they have the and, – and so they win the right to uh, host uh, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, this coming weekend. All right, back to the task at hand, yes. which is us dissecting what happened to the Cowboys on Sunday, and we won't have time to get to the entire season. We can start on that tomorrow, but – how about uh, how about we start with um, what everyone was talking about after the game? The decision by Mike McCarthy not to challenge the uh, catch by Dante Pettis on the third down play, uh, and the Giants subsequently kicking the fifty-yard field goal that gave him a four-point lead. What what do y'all think of that? Go ahead, everyone. Go ahead. Okay, I'll go. I'll go. No, I'll go. I'll go. I'll, yeah, I. Uh... I still don't know if that would be overturned. I, I, I looked at it, I looked at it, and I, I, I wanted so badly to say that this would easily be overturned. I, if it would have been called incomplete, that play would have stood. The fact that that play was called complete, I truly believe at this situation, the Cowboys just don't get those breaks. Okay, that to me, I think they would have come back and said, uh, Cowboys lost the challenge, and now you're down another uh, a timeout. You, in, you had three. You were working well with your three timeouts. We would have been in, in an even more uh, uh, dangerous position with two timeouts. We would have had even lesser chance on that last drive. Tough to risk right there. And, and you, you know how uh, McCarthy is. Uh, he's, he's been gambling so much early in the season, and it cost us some games. This was not the time for him to make a, a, a risky challenge like that. I, just, I thought he did a good job at just kind of laying off of it, keeping that red flag in his pocket. See, I absolutely agree with you. And I thought maybe I was nuts. So that's why I was hoping somebody was going to back me up. Because, <laughs> look, here's what happened. I just, he could have challenged it, and maybe he should have in the circumstance it was in. But he wasn't going to win it. They weren't going to overturn that call. No way they were going to overturn it because it was called a catch on the field. And you know how defensive players react when they see the ball, it should be incomplete. No one really did that. The Cowboy players were like, oh, okay, he caught it. And then when they showed it, and they showed it three times, you know, did the ball hit the ground? Yes, but he still had possession of it. And I just—that's the point. I don't right think there, it would have been. I don't think it would have been overturned. I, and, and so everybody's and and here's what happened: Joe Buck. And Troy Aikman gave mm -hmm. everybody a exactly. license to jump on the bandwagon. And the official. And and whoever, yeah. per, who, Pereira or whoever was it was. Blandino? Whoever or, it was. Yeah, whoever it was. They gave everybody a license to go, yeah, see, he should have done that. And give 
the excuse, because the Cowboys never win a ga- lose a game, right? There's always a reason why they lose. And so it gave everybody <laughs> right. an excuse to hammer on something that was, okay, was it significant? Okay, fine, right? But you weren't assured if you got that and they punted that you were going to drive down and kick a field goal, right? And even if you did get into position to kick it, that doesn't mean he was going to make it. So we're assuming all this stuff when the facts of the matter were the Cowboys weren't good enough to win the game, plain and simple. They weren't good enough on the offensive line. They weren't good enough on defense, giving up 23 points to a team that had scored no more than 19 in their last five games. They allowed their quarterback to get sacked six times by a defense that had two sacks in their last three games. He got hit nine times. And they had nine tackles for losses. Think about that. They only ran the ball 27 times. So a third of the times they ran the ball, it was for a loss. So let's look at the real facts on why they didn't win this game. Instead of coming up with some cockamamie reason for the loss and blame it on not challenging a call that was not going to be overturned. And that's the thing, Spags. I I mean, the guy, a ball can still hit the ground after the defensive back or the, the, the player had control of it. You know, just because it hits the ground, it doesn't mean that that's what allowed the defensive player to complete the catch. All he needed to do was show that that ball stopped spinning. It stopped moving almost simultaneously from when it, to when it hit the ground. And to me, that could have e- easily been deciphered during that a uh, proposed challenge, and he would have lost it. I think they would have lost it. I think the referee would have been extremely hesitant to say, okay, we have to overrule this. And that's the key, guys. It was called a catch first. So for them to overrule it, it had to be something extremely uh, clear. And to me, and you know, this is coming from a guy, I, I got robbed like that uh, in the, <laughs> the championship game against the Redskins. And... Uh, it was one of the best interceptions I never made. I mean, I did some kind of stuff. I don't know how I did what I did. It was overthrown to Charlie Brown. It was going to go behind me. Somehow I dropped, hit my butt, turned around in one motion and caught it. But they said as I turned around and caught it and I did my revolution that the ball hit the ground. That was the most angriest I've ever been in a football game because first of all, it was a championship game. We ended up losing that game. And I knew we had a... It was a tough time for us to win that game. So it was because that ball, they said that that ball, the ground stopped the the ball's momentum. I said that my hand stopped it. They said no. So tough to overturn, guys. It's I've been a victim of that. And boy, if you if you take that challenge and guess what happens? And you lose that challenge, then everybody's gonna be on the other side, you know, saying this guy's too aggressive. So in that in that situation, Coach McCarthy's in a no win no win situation. Bill, what did you think? Well, I, I agree wholeheartedly with you on what you said what you said about the network announcers, 
Buck and Aikman, and I think it may have been Blandino. I'm not sure who the official was in the booth. Uh, it, it's amazing how many times the narrative gets established, not only in the post-game talk shows and throughout the week, and with questions posed to coaches and players after the game, especially in this environment where the, the reporters are all listening to the network broadcast. If they are assertive in their statement that, oh, he should have challenged it, he should have challenged it, that becomes the narrative, whatever. Okay, the only thing I will say about it is I did not, and, and I agree with you on the merits of the challenge. In the big picture of the last six minutes of that game, though, I just didn't have a good feeling that the Cowboys were going to be able to put the football in the end zone. I didn't think they were going to score a touchdown uh, because they hadn't shown the ability to do it. They scored, obviously, once earlier in the game, but they hadn't shown the ability to once they got down into the red zone especially. And so in my mind, as, as I was thinking that through at the moment, I'm thinking, you know what? This might be their best chance to win this game and just grasping at straws to go ahead and challenge that where they don't get a four-point lead on you and make it a field goal game down the stretch. That was just my only feeling on it was I didn't have confidence in the offense scoring. And And you think about it, the fact that McCarthy wanted to make sure he kept his timeouts I don't think he had confidence that the Cowboys are going to put the ball in the end zone, that he was going to need those timeouts even after their next possession at the end of the game because they'd be behind and need it to in order to come back and win the game. Sort of like when you're trailing by four points and you try a fake punt from your own 23-yard line because the head coach doesn't <laughs> exactly. think... The head coach doesn't think we can stop them, so I better steal the possession right here. You know, okay, everybody, it's a bonehead decision. I get it, but I understand what he was doing. The other thing that I think went on, I don't know that he got a look at it on the video board. And from my understanding of what was going on, time, they weren't showing yep. any many replays on their video board, yep. and they sure as I hell bet. didn't want to show that. Right, because even the Giants were like, "Oh, we better get to the line of scrimmage, you know, and, yep. and, and kick this thing yep. right away as soon as we can." Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm not sure, and I'm not, and so the TV broadcast showed three replays right away before he kicked it. I don't know if the coach's booth gets those that fast. I, I, I'm just not sure on on you know what the intel was down to the sideline but it didn't sound like he it didn't sound like he was talking to anybody uh, at that time so I think he I think people on the sideline thought yeah it was a catch so um, I, I just and it hey, was and by the way space. Chris Chris pointed out it was Pereira who was the uh, the uh, analyst no, it was Pereira okay yeah. and, and and let's be real guys you don't want to make just like we did with the fake punt in our own back, back, backed up in our own side of the field, into the field. You don't want to make a desperate decision. You know, you don't want to make a decision like that under a desperate situation, because then, you know, that that, that never turns out well. He wanted to stay within the moment. He wanted to, to stay focused on what the plan was, and keeping those three timeouts was more important, because as you guys said. The Giants were very stubborn defensively, so we didn't really feel good about, how can I say, harpooning ourselves 
by losing a challenge and now you've got one less bullet in your gun in regards to your timeouts. I thought it was a good no, no challenge by, by uh, Coach McCarthy. Yeah, in the moment, he's got to make he's got to make that call on whether to challenge on the merits of that play, not on the other stuff that that I was even talking about a moment ago. All right, we continue with more mix shots in just a moment. Hey there, Cowboys fans! With Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery today. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Grab some OtterBox gear and get ready for hanging with the boys. From rugged venture coolers to tough-as-nails elevation tumblers, We've got what you need to keep your game day drinks frosty and your football feast ice cold. And with cases, screen protectors, and power accessories, you can defend your phone and stay connected to every play. Gear up at OtterBox.com and amp up the fun of every Cowboys game. That's OtterBox.com. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Back, back, back. To mixed shots. Find out why this year's Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders making the team is the most competitive yet. Don't miss new episodes of Season 15 every Tuesday night at 9 o'clock Central Time on CMT. We are breaking down what happened on Sunday as the Cowboys lost to the Giants and they turn their attention towards an offseason that uh, will be very interesting to say the least. Um, what were your general feelings? Yeah, I, I hate it when the season ends every year. And uh, yesterday, it was a, to me, it was a depressing day. <laughs> you know, the, the, this game ends. Okay, I don't really want to watch these other games. I didn't and either, Bill. I did not so want to watch there, any other games. I got those Christmas lights outside. I'm like, okay. I went out and <laughs> took my Christmas lights down. And so... So that was depressing, too. Now it's the end of the holidays, you know, and now reality sets in. It's back to work on Monday, and we got no no Cowboys until August as far as hopefully we got some games in August. And uh, so that was the way I felt uh, by 6 o'clock yesterday afternoon. And I felt worse after I watched the Washington-Philadelphia game, and that's when I decided to take a shower when I got finished with work last night. <laughs> it was so anticlimactic the entire evening yesterday. 
You know, I've been using this this show and, you know, the Cowboys resurgence as an excuse not to finish my renovations in my home. (laughs) (laughs) You got to do that. You got no excuse. So we had a long talk last night. (laughs) Popcorn. (laughs) Yeah, popcorn. I I have to start making my schedule out accordingly. Uh, Now we're just going to one show a week, so I will have so much extra time to do things that are needed around the house. But at the same time, I hate it when we lose games, and and that's usually the Cowboys. You know, when we saw the the Cardinals game, we got blown out. Okay, boom. We could always point to those critical moments where, okay, we could have won, we could have done this, but, you know, we got blown out. This these kinds of games to where, you know, here we are, guys. All right, you know, let's go, let's go. Here we go, you know, let's make the moves. Don't do this, don't do that. Do this, do that. All right, here we go. Looking good, looking good. Oh, what the hell are you? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I hate those kind of games because then there's this what if that just hangs around you, you know. And and like Spag said, it was a microcosm of our season. So. You know, realistically, what happens if we win this game? I mean, you know, realistically, you know, do, do we come, do we, do we just all of a sudden use that momentum and rise up, and then we're we're gonna beat Tom Brady now? We'll we'll legitimize this, you know, all of it. No, no, no. That that was a bit unrealistic, but at the same time, we were still brought to that brink of hope, you know, and that's what I hate being brought to that brink of hope. And then just having those hopes dashed with really what I thought was an unnecessary, desperate move from a quarterback who was doing decent, not doing too well, but doing decent enough during the entire ball game, and who was really turning the second half around because of what he did or didn't do in the first half. So the momentum was on his side. He just had to stay more poised which is, I know, tough to do when you've got big blue coming, you know, breathing down your neck all the time and breaking through our offensive linemen. But, yeah, that's you know, my feeling. So, so I, I, I had problem making sense of the first half of Andy Dalton. I, I, I just didn't understand uh-huh. what was going on. You know, first I said, um, is it raining? Sure is the ball the guys wet? In the booth either. He was just, it, it was astonishing how off he was. And and it looked like they it looked like you with the, the the movies how they have the fan the big fan that can blow it blow and make it feel like you're in a hurricane <laughs> felt like he had that in his face you know, the whole game like where is he throwing the freaking ball that one and, pass and he threw let's be real guys that one pass he threw to <laughs> he the sideline it was all like game long. it was like ten feet over the guy's head it's like well, what and the ball was coming out of his right hand. Badly, it was coming out weird, and I was like, "What is going yeah. on?" Yeah. And then he and, and turned see, it around the second half, like despite getting his left hand stepped on. And that's when he played better. Yeah. When all of a sudden he's playing better, then I'm surprised he's holding on to the ball. But I mean, you know, let's look at this like we always look at Dak. I like to give him the same type of uh, deal. Tough, tough game for, for, for Dalton because at one point, man, he could have thrown at least two pick sixes. At least. Oh, yeah. Oh, at least. Maybe pick more. Pick sixes. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm not talking about just interceptions. I'm talking about no one stopping this guy. It's going to be a touchdown. You know, those are the kind of things that really gave me pause in the first half, just seeing him be that inaccurate, as well as the misses. He had about three misses as well that really could have just turned this game around. And we got we to gotta say it, you know, Bill. I mean, I, I love you. You know, I'm an OU man just like you. I'm not Texas, I'm OU. But we, we're not even talking about any of this. If our boy just holds on mm-hmm. to the ball, he's getting C.D. Lamb because he had a little, they had a little interference in front of him. It would have been a great play for the Giants to stop him at the three-yard line on that play. That's what I truly believe. The way he's able to run the ball and manipulate himself for a few extra yards, C.D. Lamb would have caught that ball and would have at least gotten inside the five-yard line. So when it's all said and done, if he makes that play. We got a whole different attitude this morning as we talk on mixed shots. See, and that's mm-hmm. the that's the crazy thing, and 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 that stuff gets overlooked. Because what was it? it was first and goal at the seven, if I'm right? Yeah. First and goal at the seven. Yeah. And and they get they get a, a the, the 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 first play. Um. I'm trying to find it here to make sure I'm right. Yeah, first and goal at the seven. What one fifty three left, and what happens? Oh, of course he gets sacked by Williams, right? Who they didn't <laughs> block the entire game. Second down mm-hmm. and seventeen. Yeah, he hits Lamb and and he drops it, and it's like, no, you didn't drop it. And then now you're third down, and no and one was around him. No. There was no immediate interference at all. And 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 and, you know, and Dalton said after the game, and I give him credit. He goes, in hindsight, I wish I had it back. I didn't need to do that, but but I was thinking maybe he thought, well, it's going to be third down and goal from the 17. <laughs> right? I've got to throw the ball. <laughs> 20 yards into the end zone. I'll never have time for my receivers to get that far downfield before somebody's in my face. Because sometimes they just chose not to block the guy off the right side, right? And he makes an excuse for his offensive line, well, that was my guy. Well, the guy that should have blocked him was was double-teaming inside. And it's like, well, what about that guy? Oh. Hey, Spags, they got pressure on a three-man freaking rush. Yes, They got a sack on three-man rush. We had three guys blocking one man on the left side. And on the the right side, we get a whiff by the tackle. I'm sorry, we got whiffed by by the guard. I think Connor whiffed. He's in there right away. And the tackle didn't do much better either. So it was just no escape. I, I just that was very. All right, let me ask you this. Because once again, once again, though, we compound. We always compound our problems with the mistakes that we made. We always do that. It's not good enough that we just drop the ball. No, no. Let's continue to to roll downhill and tumble downhill and and just pile on to the mistake that we just made with another mistake. So let's say it was an incomplete pass, and it's fourth and goal at the 17. What does Mike McCarthy do then? 
How many timeouts? They they had two timeouts. You had three timeouts left. The reason that you kept your timeouts was so that you would have oh, three right. timeouts left, right? Yeah. You could kick a your field goal. Your fourth and goal at the 17, do you kick it to make it 23-22, and then you can kick it deep, and then you stop them, and now you just need a field goal to win the game? Yeah, well, there's one problem. Does he do that? There's one problem there. Stop. You got to stop him. <laughs> right. Now, now, having said that, okay, here's the other part of that, Mickey, though. Having said that, if you get the points on the board, your defense has a different mentality. You tell me, Everson. Does your defense have a different mentality if they you just do. need a field goal to win the game to stop them on the on that last? There's a difference if between you it would be unconventional. The ball because we have no timeouts and we've got like less than two minutes in the game. Someone stripped the ball. They got four downs. Yeah, there's a difference between that and trying to stop them so that you can get the ball back to your offense. Yes, the attitude is a bit different. Now, how much time was left if we would have said kick the ball? Minute 15. It was a minute 24. uh, 115 at the time of the interception. So and and That's by tough. the way and Bill I, I understand what you're saying, but again it just occurred to me now I didn't think of it at the time right but but again <laughs> the Cowboys had three timeouts the Giants had the ball first and ten at the twenty with one fifteen left how well did that right. turn out right exactly yeah. you know and on the key play on second and five you know. Gallman tries to give the ball back to the Cowboys as hard as he could with the pouring down rain, <laughs> and he sits on the ball, and somehow it ends up on his stomach. How did we not? Okay, man, it's something about. Now, is that played? You have to have a mindset. When you dive into the pile, there must be a mindset when you dive in there and you see the ball. You don't just dive in there and not know what to do with your hands. You have to dive in there and encompass anything within your grasp that's close to that ball. If I'm, uh, I think that was Xavier Woods. If I go in there, I'm going to grab the ball. And I'm sorry, but his balls as well. Anything that I can get my hands on around <laughs> the got pig skin. You understand what I'm saying? Grab everything you, gotta you be, can. You've got to be in there. You can't just be there laying on there. you got to be in there grasping at everything. You should have been hurting that guy because you're like, oh, I'm sorry, man, wrong one. You know what I'm saying? i got to get all I can get. And I just, I, I don't, we just don't have any awareness. It's no way he should have been able to reach down and get that ball when I've got two Cowboys ascending on him from different directions. Oh, just those key little things. I can't, you can't have a There's, drill to teach someone how to get a ball out from under a guy's butt. That's just up to you to so, have that awareness. But, so, but, 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 but tell me this, how was that play any different than how the deciding score happened in the first Philadelphia game. Down by contact, laying on the ground with the ball on his stomach, and it gets ripped out, and it wasn't a fumble that was returned for a touchdown. It was down by contact. So that guy there was down by contact, even though he didn't end up with the ball. 
exact same play. But not at Cowboy Stadium. Not at Cowboy Stadium. No, no. <laughs> I, I remember. I remember that one, Spaz. You are so right. And what are the odds that there would actually be a camera angle that would show Gallman wow. with the ball in his The belly. last one. The <laughs> last one, because all the other yeah. ones didn't show anything. All the other ones showed right. is him sitting on top of the ball and the Cowboys <laughs> diving in there. Goodness. But it, it, you know what? It's just it just sums up the season that they had. That's all I can say. But but, but once again, once again, and, and, and I gotta go back to it. I know we got a break, but ah, I love my man Bill. Me and you, that's our boy. But he is C D. He's gonna think about that. He's he feels like mm-hmm. I felt back in nineteen eighty two. January 10th. <laughs> he remembers the no, day. No, I think you feel worse. <laughs> darn rookies. The stakes were a little higher. Darn rookies. Yep. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> what <right>. the crap? <laughs> we continue with more mix shots in a moment. Oh, man. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back, back to mixed shots. We just want to make doubly sure you find out why this year's Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders making the team is the most competitive yet. Don't miss new episodes of Season 15 every Tuesday night, that's tomorrow night, at 9 p.m. Central on CMT. Good job, Spags. That's good. Last official show of the season. You finally get right. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) 
And we should point out along those lines that we will be back at you tomorrow, Tuesday at 1130. And uh, all the podcasts here on DallasCowboys.com will be at 1130 throughout the offseason. The offseason starts tomorrow. Uh, and uh, and we will be every Tuesday at 11.30. Right, Mickey? Yes, absolutely. And depending on my radio commitment, we might be able to go for an hour. Hmm. All right. We do anyway. Okay. We always go an hour anyway, so it's no different. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> to Chris's <laughs> chagrin. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, uh, if you could sum up uh, one aspect of this Cowboys team that affected things yesterday, what would it be? Position oh, group. Oh, it's, What's it's, that? it's obvious. The offensive line. It just it, it killed this team. It, it, it just destroyed everything that Not they just possibly yesterday, but the whole no, season. The whole season. The yeah. absolute whole season. Yeah. You know, and, and everybody says, well, they weren't winning with Dak Prescott throwing for five or, you know, gaining 500 yards offense when he was playing. But at least they were two and three. And then two and three turned into two and seven, then turned into three and nine. And when you don't have Pro Bowl type offensive linemen out there for the entire season and you're playing with backups to the backups. It, 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 it's a no-win situation. You know, what? It, it reminded me of that year, and it might have been 2004, 2005. Guys, help me out. When Bill Parcells started Rob Petiti at right tackle for the entire season. Mm-hmm. He didn't wow. even know, know <laughs> Petiti's first name. He used to call him this Petiti. That's how he referred to him, right? <laughs> Did you know his dad or something? Yeah, I think so, yeah. He started 16 <laughs> games. The next year, he didn't make the As team. He didn't make the team. And you've got two guys out there right now, and God bless them. They gave them everything they could, Terrence Steele and Brandon Knight. One didn't have any NFL experience. The other guy had played two games and started one in his first year. And they started basically the entire season at tackle. If you can't, if you can't block on the edge, you have no chance of winning. And it what do, just what destroyed do you think, uh, everything. Mike McCarthy, a year, oh, year ago this week, Mike McCarthy was named head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. If at that opening press conference someone told Mike McCarthy that you're going to play the bulk of this season without Tyron Smith, Lyle Collins, Zach Martin and Travis Frederick. What do you think his answer would be? He would have said, "I'm going to go. Co- I'm going to take that job with the Giants." <laughs> <laughs> he would have turned right back around. I'm going and headed back home. I'm going back to the bar. And, and oh, by the way, you stuff. won't have an off-season program. You're going to have to be on something called WebEx for your off-season program. <laughs> And training camp is with no preseason games, no nothing. And, and, and you know what, Bill, though? To me, uh, as you pose the question, uh, mine is not necessarily about a unit, uh, any particular unit, because and, and, we've got all the units had their issues. But to me, it was, it was you know, I've, I've always been inspired, you know, by an attitude. 
you know, a mindset, you know, to me, that, that makes all the difference in the world, not just in, in, in any individual and in any field, but also with any group. You know, the mindset has to be clear from everyone in the locker room. And whether we had Dak Prescott or whether we had Andy Dalton, no matter whether we had uh, uh, Mike McCarthy or whether we had Jason Garrett, the attitude here it has always been incomplete. You know, you've got one side that's doing good. You've got another side that's not doing well. You've got another facet of the game that's not doing well. But to me, by the, the fact that we are not all in unison and as a mindset, that's what leads to compounding mistakes early in a ball game. That's what leads to being behind and always playing catch-up with an extremely talented team. As much as Dak was throwing the yards, there was sometimes he just had a brain fart, just like Andy Dalton did in the game. These guys are better than that. And it's, like I said, it's not one person. It's not one unit. To me, it's a mindset. We, certain teams come out strong. That's their M.O. They come out strong. They come out ready to play. The Cowboys' M.O. is not that. They need to change their modus operandi so that they can be a better team from beginning to end of the game. Because what we saw, as Spag said, all we saw was just a microcosm of everything that went wrong. And guys... We always hope and pray, got the fingers crossed, but when it's all said and done, the odds are that's what's going to happen to your team in the last game if that's what you show throughout your entire season. What do you have, Bill? What's that? What do you have? What, what, what part? Uh, uh, mine was offensive line. You know what this reminded me of? And, and, and I think I got the year right. It was either 2011, 2012. It was the year before... They drafted Travis Frederick to play center. Mm -hmm. So he might have been, that might have been 2012, maybe 2013. I can't remember. Right. And, and that's when Jason they drafted Garrett. drafted in 2013. Okay. So that's when Jason Garrett decided, you know, we got to rebuild this offensive line. It's awful. And they started with Tyron Smith, right? And that helped out at the left. But the middle of that offensive line, I could remember one day him telling me, and he goes, and I don't want to disparage my guys up there that were trying so hard. <laughs> he goes, and it's one thing to get knocked back when you're pass blocking. He goes, we were getting knocked back in the middle of that line when we were trying to run the ball, and I got offensive linemen two and three yards deep. And he goes, you can't win that way. If you can't, if you can't play on the offensive line, you can't fake it, right? You, you, I, I, I remember Larry Lacewell once telling me, he goes, you know, if, if you don't have a quarterback and you don't have a decent offense, it's hard to fake it. He goes, defensively, I can fake things. I can try to do some weird things defensively to try to hold down the fort. He goes, but if I don't have a quarterback that can win, if I don't have an offense that can score points, it's hard for me to fake it. And they tried to fake an offensive line this year with all that fancy gingerbread plays to the outside and sweeps and uh, uh, double passes. 
but at some point, you got to be able to run the ball straight ahead. You got to be able to protect the quarterback, and they couldn't do it all season long and finish the season giving up six sacks and letting your quarterback hit nine times and have nine tackles for losses for the Giants had. You can't win that way, and that's why you sat there with and, 19 uh, points. And uh, and we'll get into it starting tomorrow, but uh, the Cowboys, as they assess things, they got to figure out, are they at the same point with their offensive line now as they were in 2011 when Jason Garrett took over as a head coach as far as making sure that they've got – I mean, what's the shelf life of offensive linemen in this league as far as injuries go and everything? Tyron Smith's still young, Zach Martin's still young, Lyle Collins, but how much more with with the wear and tear in this league, uh, what do they need to do to shore up that offensive line? And they, hey, they Bill, started last hey, year Bill, with they, Tyler Biotis. They might be a certain age uh, biologically, but yeah. Tyron Smith and some of these offensive linemen, they are much uh, older. How Their much tread is on the tire? What it says in the program. Yeah, how much tread is on the tire? All right. right. We will continue at 11.30 in the morning on Tuesday on Mixed Shots. And Everson closes out like you always do. Go Cowboys. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?